What made you want to look into finding out more about your biologic parents? Oh, absolutely. It was becoming a mother myself. Previously on Motherhood Sessions. Being adopted, sometimes you feel like you're just like dropped out of the sky <laughs> into a family. Um, so just having my own biological children, it was just so amazing, you know, to see these people and like look in my daughter's eyes and like see my eyes and, and hers. You know, it really made me see the importance of knowing my history and where I come from. Today on Motherhood Sessions, we have something special to share with you. Last spring, we spoke with a woman we called Julia. Julia was born in South Korea and was adopted by a white family from Vermont. Growing up, Julia's parents never encouraged her to investigate her Korean heritage. So for a long time, she had no interest in learning more about her roots. But things changed for Julia after she gave birth to her own children. She became interested in learning about her Korean identity and began an active search to find her birth mother. Through the adoption agency, Julia was able to get in contact with her, and they started exchanging letters through a translator. And that's where we left off. But a few months after our first conversation, Julia reached out to us with an update. She'd booked a flight to Seoul and had arranged to meet her birth mother in person. Julia wanted to document her trip, so she brought a microphone along with her. And when she got back to New York, Julia sat down with me to share what she'd recorded. She began by telling me about what she was feeling leading up to her trip. I just had no idea what it was going to be like. Yeah. And I really wanted to be open to everything in and just see, see how I would feel. Because I've heard of different, you know, adoptees' experiences returning to Korea. And some don't feel anything. And, like, there's a whole range. And some, you mean they don't and, feel a connection to the country and yeah, the culture. Yeah, and, and they, feel, they feel othered because, because of the loss of culture. And, yeah, I just, I had no idea if, if like, when I meet her, like, I'd feel like, all of the answers of my life, like, <laughs> making sense. Which is what you, you know? wished. You were hoping that I would feel that way. So so it wasn't like, will she like me? It was like, will I feel nothing? Or will I feel something? Like, there's no way to know. Right. And with that question in her mind, Julia got into a taxi and headed for the airport. And then I remember... You know, my daughter and my husband, they were all, like, waving goodbye. And um, and I remember, you know, shutting the taxi door and the, and the taxi driver, you know, driving away. And I just, like, I lost it because I've been holding it in for, like, you know, the the emotions and the nervous, ner nervousness of the trip, you know, for months now. And, like, I had no time to, like, think about it. Feel what, what I was doing, Feel. right? Feeling, and so in the taxi ride, I was just like sobbing so much, and the taxi driver was so nice. He was so nice. Did you have any family in Korea? I'm meeting. I'm meeting my birth mother for the first time. That's his excited for you. Who told about your birth? Uh, birth mother. I searched for her through the adoption agency. Mm -hmm. It took two years. Mm -hmm. Two years of searching. Oh, that's good. That's good. And what about your dad? 
I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. Okay, don't worry about that anything. It should be better everything. And it's a very blessing for you. You, you you're going to meet your mother. I know. I, I know your feeling. Because you spend your whole life without your mom. I know you spend your whole life you're without your mom. You need your mom on when you are in a children like your your babies, you know? Yeah. It's 5.19 a.m. on August 17th. Um, I've been up since four. I just, I can't believe I'm going to be meeting my birth mother today. Um, I think it's just a lot of nerves and I'm feeling really anxious um, about today. Uh, I'm watching a Batman movie on TV. Um, just trying to do something to distract myself. Yeah, it's weird being here. Thinking about how, yeah, that this is the place where I was born. And I just, you know, I really see my life, you know, kind of as these, these parallel lines or these like, alternate universes. Um, yeah, it's a trip. All right, signing off. I just, you know, I think in adoption there's, you know, people often think about the positive aspects of it. And I think the things that are lost aren't always talked about. And so for me, I think in that moment, I was thinking about the loss of culture and language um, and how I, I couldn't get that back. You know, no matter how many language classes I would take or how many cooking classes I went to, it's something... Yeah, I think there's kind of, I think I was feeling some grief in that moment for what could have been. Um, and then I took a cab to the adoption agency for my hotel, which was about maybe a 10 minute cab ride. I see this Korean woman, you know, walk in the door. She's this petite little woman. She has to be what, like, I don't know, 110 pounds or something. She's tiny. And, uh, you know, we hug and, and I cry a lot. <laughs> so she says, I'm sorry. And I said, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, you can see, I think, in her face the the struggles that she's endured. I think 
that she's had a hard life. Um, and the secrets that she's kept. Because she didn't tell anyone in her family, except for one aunt when she was pregnant with me, but she didn't tell anyone, even her own mother, that she had a child at such a young age. I learned a lot of truths about my story that were not on paper. Um, I learned that my birth father was her teacher. In school. In school. An adult. An adult. But he was like 24. And she was. And she was 16. So her aunt and her aunt's boyfriend convinced her to relinquish me. And I guess at the time, um, you could bring babies to police stations. And so she said 10 days after she relinquished me, she she tried to get me back. Because she had changed her mind. And they said it was too late. How did that hearing, learning, though, that make you feel? It was a lot to process. <laughs> that first day, I learned so much, right? It was a lot to process. I was just exhausted by the end of the day. Um, and I, I was almost at the point where I didn't think I could stay there for more days. You were overwhelmed. I was so overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad I learned it. And I think it's. Imp- I think it was really important for me to learn it. What did it, in what way? Like, did it... To, to answer questions... After living a life of not having any answers. Now that you know her, like, I mean, does it, does it, is there an act of sadness for, for you as a child who was relinquished? It's, you know, I love my life and if I hadn't been adopted and like, you know, I I wouldn't have my family, or, you know, or whatever. But um, but there's definitely, you know, it's just holding these different conflicting emotions, you know, because yeah. then there's also the part where it's, you know, I just I, I still wonder what it would have been like, you know, um, and it really hit me when I was there, wondering, you know, I go in stores or in restaurants, and you know, I think, oh. Could I be that woman behind the counter working there um, when I'd see a mom with her little girl? You know, I'd, I'd be like, oh, well, you know, is that what it would have been like, you know, to to walk down the street holding my my mom's hand? And I would have probably developed a stronger sense of self and identity from a young age instead of having to go through the process of self you know self racialization now and and mm-hmm. learning to to love myself at 40 years old did you feel that love and acceptance in the room with the all of your relatives in a different way yeah for the first time i felt pretty <laughs> uh, you know cuz like growing up you know you your parents always tell you that you're pretty or like, you know, whatever, but I never really believed it. Um, but like being around this family and we all look alike, you know, I felt, I felt like I was, 
beautiful. And I had never felt it that deeply before. Mm. And and so yeah, so the trip it just made it just gave me such a deeper sense of self and it and I know it sounds cliched, but it really changed my life. I feel like my face, you know, and my being, I understand where I come from in a way I never did before. So glad you went. Me too. Motherhood Sessions is a production of Gimlet and Spotify. It's produced by Peter Bresnan and Kimmy Regler. Our editors are Devin Taylor and Nazanin Rafsanjani. Music and mixing by Emma Munger. Mm-hmm.